The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. If someone had told you even 10 years ago that you could be indicted by the federal government and go to prison for making fun of Hillary Clinton on social media, you would not have believed it. So I was posting a lot of stuff on Twitter, pro-Trump memes, jokes. You posted this on Twitter. This is a meme. It says, save time, avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to this number. Yeah, these kind of memes were floating all over the place. So seven days after Biden gets inaugurated, you get arrested for a tweet years Four years before. earlier. There were four FBI agents, and then they had some local cops. So they took me to the courthouse, and I was in a holding cell. They take off your handcuffs and put you in leg irons, and then you just wait for your arraignment, go for the judge. You know, I was on Rachel Maddow that night. I mean, they were, uh, the left was really celebrating this. So if they celebrated your imprisonment, um, why wouldn't they celebrate your execution? Some of them would. Happy Friday, everybody. Hey, sorry, been gone a couple days. I know, I know, my bad, my bad. But your boy is back. Anyway, man, lots, lots going on. Good Lord, lots going on. So that initial clip was Tucker Carlson interviewing a guy named Douglas Mackey. And so if you didn't hear about this, Douglas Mackey was basically put in prison for seven months. Now, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be fair about this story. They, him and Tucker and, you know, I guess, his take was that he was sentenced to prison because he made these memes, disparaging memes about Hillary Clinton. Now, when you look it up, they say that it was because Mackey tweeted out encouraging, he had 60,000 followers on Twitter and that he tweeted out back in 2016 and kind of said, hey, if you're a Hillary voter, text this number to cast your vote for Hillary. So they, the courts said that that form of political satire, which basically caused confusion when it comes to voting, was not protected by the First Amendment. And therefore, that's why he was sentenced to seven months in prison. So I guess on and around Election Day 2016, supposedly thousands of people texted Hillary to the number that Mackey and his co-conspirators tweeted as a way to vote, according to the press release that came, that came out. And obviously, text messaging is not a valid way of voting. So Mackey was sentenced to seven months in prison last October. Gosh, Oh, that's a long time after that, after that happened, but seven months in prison. And then he appeared on Tucker Carlson's show about three weeks ago. You know, I don't know. I mean, I kind of do see both sides of it. You know, do I think he deserves seven months in prison? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know the law well enough to, to understand that, but I will say I, I do, I do kind of see that that is not cool by the same token. I do see that. You have to be an idiot to think that's true. <laughs> Although, no, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. Um, yeah, I mean, gosh, some people might have seen that on Twitter and they're like, oh, cool, I can just text my vote in. So that is a that is a 
That's a tough one, actually. That's a tough one. I actually, I can't even believe I can see both sides of that, but I can see both sides of that. So anyway, the reason I bring that up is because there is definitely beef between Hillary Clinton and Tucker Carlson. And I think that kind of caused what I'm about to play for you next. And by the way, so yesterday, Tucker Carlson released a much, much anticipated interview that he did with Vladimir Putin. Now, I did watch it. I'm actually completely dissecting it, and I'm waiting to get a bunch of reactions. So I'll probably cover that in depth on Monday. But let me play for you the interview that Hillary did basically to preempt the airing of it. So give this a listen. Tucker Carlson is in Moscow right now interviewing Vladimir Putin. Right. The first American, I'll say, journalist uh, to interview Putin since the war in Ukraine mm -hmm. began. What does that tell you about Tucker Carlson and right-wing media and also Vladimir Putin? Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, if you actually read translations of what's being said on Russian media, they make fun of him. I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know, he somehow has, after having been fired from so many outlets in the United States, he, uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet because he is a useful idiot. He says things that are not true. He parrots Vladimir Putin's uh, pack of lies about Ukraine. Uh, so I don't see why Putin wouldn't give him an interview. Man, things get nasty between these people. Nasty. So, all right. So that was her response to preempt the interview. Like I said, the interview is available for those that want to watch it. You can go to tuckercarlson.com. I believe he's also going to release it on his Twitter slash X platform profile. I guess I should stop saying Twitter slash X. It's just called X. I don't know why he did that, though. Well, actually, I do know why he did it. We'll talk about that in another podcast, but I like Twitter. I like the name Twitter. I don't like Twitter. I think Twitter is just a toxic cesspool of vermin. Toxic cesspool of vermin. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, you know, I will say this prior to even analyzing the interview. I think it's incredible that Tucker Carlson is interviewing Vladimir Putin. Like, why not? I mean, literally, why not? Why would you not want to hear from Vladimir Putin? Let's hear what he has to say about this. You know, think about it. This is like one of the top two or three, and definitely the top for, for at least a good 18 months, Things going on in the world that affected all of us and that continues to affect all of us. Why would you not want to hear from the leader of one of the two countries that's involved? Obviously, we've heard a ton from Zelensky. Why would you not want to hear from Vladimir Putin? So my main point in even bringing this up at all is that, you know, you've got to read between the lines a little bit. Like who doesn't want to hear from Vladimir Putin? Well, I'll tell you who Hillary doesn't want to hear from Vladimir Putin. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to hear from Vladimir Putin. There's a Democrat. There's a Democrat. Lindsey Graham doesn't want to hear 
from Vladimir Putin. Mitch McConnell doesn't want to hear from Vladimir Putin. There's a Republican. There's a Republican. And there's four people that have been in politics collectively for like 200 years. So it's not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's a Democrat and Republican thing, but it's certain Democrats and certain Republicans. And those are the ones that you have to collectively see who, who is sharing that same message. So anyway, think on that a little bit, and then we will address that more on Monday. All right, completely shifting gears. Gosh, I've been meaning to talk about this for a while, but I am still waiting on my blood results from my doctor's visit, which was is crazy. I don't know why it's taking that long, but I did, I did want to talk about this, which I thought was pretty funny. So when I went for my annual physical and basically to get the blood work done to kind of see where things are at, there were a couple interesting questions on the little survey sheet. And by the way, God, why can they not standardize this stuff? I feel like, I mean, I don't go to the doctor very often. I really don't. But when I've taken, when I would take my dad and then when I take my mom, man, it's like I'm filling out the same stuff over and over and over again. And it's like, that seems like that should be somehow unilaterally, unilaterally, what's the freaking word I'm looking for? I guess, collected and formatted and then stored in some type of, you know, safe database to where they can all pull from it. So I don't have to fill out those, you know, 10 page questionnaires where I have to answer like 400 questions and I just pretty much circle no every time, every dang time I take my mom to the doctor. But Here's a couple of the questions that I thought was interesting, and I'm curious if anybody else went and got their you know, annual physical or have been to the doctor lately, if these were on your questionnaire or if this is maybe a California thing. All right, this was the first time I had seen questions about like diet and nutrition. And it's like, do you drink or eat three servings of calcium-rich foods daily, such as milk, cheese, yogurt, soy milk, or tofu? Do you eat fruits and vegetables every day? Do you limit the amount of fried food and fast food that you eat? I really liked those questions. I'm actually glad they asked those. And I'm surprised. I've never, I've never seen those. Again, I haven't been to the doctor in probably five years, but I haven't seen those previously on anything else. So I was actually very, I was actually very pleasantly surprised that they have those. Now, I will say, I mean, obviously, I guess, I guess we'll see if they come back with anything. There was one question that said, are you concerned about your weight? I did answer yes on that, although I'm not concerned about it. I guess I'm just like psychotic about my weight a little bit. So I'm very curious if they address it. So I, I kind of answered yes on purpose because I want to see if they ever even address this and be like, okay, on the questionnaire in mid January, you circled yes, that you're concerned about your weight. What are you concerned about? So let's see if they get back to me on that. Now, here's the two questions that again, I haven't seen. And I thought was a little bit strange. One was, have you had 
any car accidents lately? <laughs> I was, I've never seen that question asked at the doctor. And then the second, and this was the weirdest question for me, do you keep a gun in your house or place where you live? No, yes, skip. That's a little odd. I've never had a doctor's questionnaire ask me if I keep a gun in my house. Actually, here's another one. Do you always wear a seatbelt when driving or riding in a car? Yes, I actually do. But again, another odd question for a doctor's questionnaire. I was very tempted to literally answer the opposite of what my real answer was on all of these. Again, just to see if they do anything with it, just to see if they even read this thing or what they do with it. But anyway, so I wanted to share that. Thought that was a little odd. Anybody else with some odd stuff in regards to the doctor's visit, or if you got your numbers and you want to talk about it, feel free to hit me up. Would love to have those conversations. I will be sharing my numbers when I finally get them, which hopefully will be soon. All right, so let's move on. We're just going to catch up on a bunch of news and a bunch of random stuff today. So there was a proposed ceasefire and release of the hostages that was brought forth by Hamas along with, by the way, another correction. Previously, I had said that the country of Qatar was, should be pronounced Qatar. For some reason, I thought it was, I thought it was pronounced Qatar and I thought Qatar sounded nicer than Qatar. It actually technically is pronounced Qatar. Qatar, which ironically in Farsi makes more sense. It's kind of how my mom pronounces it. She pronounces it Qatar, Qatar. And so it actually does translate in English to Qatar. So I am going to totally apologize. I messed that one up as well. Oh, you know what? I messed another one up. Previously, I had talked about how the fall of Russia back after the Cold War but it was the fall of the Soviet Union, which then, after that fall, the area that remained became the Russian Federation and what we refer to as Russia. So I did kind of have a, a, a little, what is that? I don't know, a slip up there. And my crack research team alerted me to that. So I've been meaning to correct myself on that as well. See, I'm a... I'm a big enough man to admit when I've made mistakes, when I've gotten something wrong, I can, I can, I can take ownership of that. All right. So that was that. Um, actually, you know, it's funny. Another thing I'm going to look up and get back. I've always been very confused about why sometimes they call it England. They call it Great Britain. They call it the UK. You kind of think of all those things as the same, but I know they're not the same. So I will get back to you guys on the actual nuanced difference of England, the UK, Great Britain, and when you should use each. There you go. There's another good one. Oh, this is pretty funny and incredible timing. I just had a buddy of mine text me a clip from Jimmy Kimmel talking about the Tucker Carlson interview. So you know what? I'm going to play this because that was incredibly timely. Maybe that was like a message from God that, hey, Ray D, play this clip. Your buddy's about to send it to you. Tucker Carlson still doesn't have a job. He's in Moscow 
House hunting, I hope. But no, actually, Tucker is there to interview Vladimir Putin, which is so overtly ridiculous. He put out a preemptive video to nervously explain why he's doing this. <laughs> Vladimir Putin, he's a, he's a murderer, he's a war criminal, he hates America, he hates everything America stands for. He's a liar and a propagandist, but Tuck thinks we just need to hear him out. All right, so that was Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, I don't, first of all, I didn't think any of that was funny. And then secondly, I, I totally don't don't agree with him. I do want to hear him out. Why not hear everybody out? Why not hear everybody out? And, you know, I just realized I thought I had played this for you guys, but I had posted it on the Deep Shallow Dive Instagram page instead. So this was the, I guess, what Jimmy Kimmel was, was referring to, the video Tucker put out before the interview. In Moscow tonight, we're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we've thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and it's depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances, and the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. I mean, seriously, what is wrong with what Tucker just said? That's all true. That is all true. And so why wouldn't you want to hear from the guy, one of the two leaders of the country that's technically causing all that? You know, I just find that odd. I really do. I find that not even odd, but, you know, what is the motive for not hearing from Putin? You know, I'm actually really excited to talk about that on Monday. We'll definitely do that, plus add some reactions. So anyway, you know, this is all information I'm sharing because, honestly, I hope after, gosh, 103 episodes, including today's, the one thing you're getting out of this podcast, and by the way, I love it if you don't agree with me. That's totally cool. I'd love to hear that opinion. I'd love to hear why you don't agree with me. If you don't have any desire to listen to Vladimir Putin being interviewed by Tucker Carlson, I totally respect that. I'd love to understand why. Why don't you want to hear it? You know, what What do you have against taking that information in as part of this story? So just know that you know, the only thing I really want out of you taking the time to listen to this podcast is I just want you to think. I really do. I just want you to think like, huh, okay, that's interesting. Well, we have sent $175 billion to Ukraine for this war. So maybe, gosh, what? imagine what we could have done internally in the United States with $175 billion. 
That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. How much of the homeless situation could have been cleaned up? How much could the southern border have been improved? How much could we have put toward, you know, fixing the fentanyl crisis that's going on? How much could we have put into, you know, urban urban resources? You know, some of these inner cities that have so much problem, you know, let's go into some of these neighborhoods and really revitalize these neighborhoods. Let's build parks. Let's build playgrounds. $175 billion is a lot of money. I feel like that could do a lot of good to a lot of parts, a lot of parts of America. So, and by the way, that's your taxpayer money. So if that money that's yours is going to Ukraine to fight this dude's country, why not hear from this dude? Hey, dude, we're sending a lot of money to fight you. What do you have to say for yourself? Let's hear it. Anyway, that is it, party people. Have a wonderful weekend. A lot of good stuff coming. A lot of good stuff coming. More clips, more videos. I've got something else that I'm working on that's going to be very big, and I look forward to sharing that with you. But in all seriousness, first of all, two things in all seriousness. One is, please make sure you're taking your health seriously. Get your steps. Get out there. Get moving. If you haven't gone to the doctor and that's still something you're interested in doing, please do that. We'll go over. I'll go over the results with you if you like. But again, take your health seriously. And then secondly, take the world seriously. I am telling you, take the world seriously. We are no longer... In that time where, ah, who cares? I hate politics. Seriously, I hate politics, said everyone, including myself, pretty much my entire life up until March 2020. That's when I stopped saying, oh, I hate politics and using that as like my crutch not to, not to talk about politics or understand politics or look at politics or, you know, even geopolitics, global relations, all that stuff. I'm telling you, unfortunately, those days are done. The days of like, basically, politicians just getting rich and people just kind of milking the system, but it didn't really affect our life. Those days are done. Now, the first part of what I just said is still happening, but the second part, it is affecting your life. So anyway, that's all I want. I want good health for you and I want you to... Listen, take in the information, think for yourself, whether that's agreeing with me or disagreeing with me, that's totally cool. All right, everybody, call a spade a spade. Have a great weekend. Super Bowl, what is my prediction? Uh, 27-17 Chiefs. This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.